because there's a difference between being honest and telling the truth. Being honest mm -hmm. is, oh, I feel like I'm fat, let's say. I don't know, like that's yeah. honest. But telling the truth is, I have five pounds I need to lose, right? That's telling the truth. I think that a lot of times people sort of stop at being honest, right? You need to tell the truth. That's Kalika Yap, and this is the Powerful Ladies Podcast. Hey guys, I'm your host, Cara Duffy. When you cross paths with someone extraordinary, you notice it right away. The space they create, the tallness with which they stand, the generosity in how they approach the world. Today's guest, Kalika Yap, is just that type of extraordinary, powerful lady. She's a serial entrepreneur, author of the little brand book, wife and mother, who is on a mission to leave the world a better place and create a legacy that changes lives. In this episode, we discuss how her entrepreneurial journey began, where she's attained her groundedness and wisdom, the opportunities she experiences as a leader in the AAPI community, and so much more. Get ready to be wowed. I want you to know that you have so many gifts to share with the world. You deserve to be living a life with intention that you love and that is making the difference you know you're capable of. I created the Powerful Ladies Thrive membership and community to give you a space and a network to see your brilliance and your power and take actions to start living the life that you want. As a member of Thrive, you have access to a business coach, weekly group coaching, covering everything from mindset, time management, and communication, as well, of course, as fundamental business skills. Plus, there's a resource center filled with tips, tricks, and checklists to get you to where you wanna go faster. Most importantly in Thrive, you have a global community of fellow powerful women who are building a life and businesses of their own design right along with you. Visit thepowerfulladies.com to join today and start living into your amazing destiny. Kalika, I am so excited to have you on the Powerful Ladies podcast. Awesome. Thank you so much, Kara. So excited to be here. We had such a great time when you came on for our Powerful Conversation series about Stop Asian Hate. And of course, you're so well known for the little brand book. I think our audience is going to get so much from today's conversation. Let's begin by please telling everyone who you are and what you're up to in the world. My name is Kalika Yap and I'm a serial entrepreneur. I'm an inventor. I invented the purse hook. I also own a waxing salon in Honolulu. I have two branding agencies, Citrus Studios and the, and Orange and Bergamot. Citrus Studios focuses on large brands, uh, you know, purpose-driven companies, while Orange and Bergamot really focuses on the creative female entrepreneur. My goal is to help a million female founders make at least a million dollars in revenue and create a million jobs, but with clarity, focus, ease, and grace. And I, um, yeah, I'm also a podcaster with the Entrepreneurs Organization. Our podcast is called Wonder. And I think that's it. Yeah. And I'm the author of The Little Brand Book, like you mentioned earlier. It was published by HarperCollins. And what I'm up to is also being a mom to two entrepreneurial girls. They have their company called Conscious Kids Cookies. And my husband works in the company and we're just you know, enjoying life. And it's a privilege uh, to be alive today. <laughs> yes, especially after this year. How great is it to have the entire family be entrepreneurial? Absolutely. I think everyone should try it. Entrepreneurship is a relentless and constant teacher. And I think that it is, it gives you I don't know. I, it, it, it just challenges you in a way that allows you to grow. So I would really highly recommend it for anyone who's, who's deciding. <laughs> there are so many people listening who are thinking about creating a business or they've started and they keep getting stuck or they've been in business for decades. With your experience in branding and marketing, where do you think people make the most mistakes in figuring out their brand and their brand identity? Well, I think that the purpose of life is really to discover our own special light. You know, I think that before, uh, I think a lot of times people jump too quickly uh, 
into it before discovering who they are. They, they also copy other people, you know, rather than looking internally. And if we are really here, if our purpose really here is to discover our own special light, our own special purpose, our brand should reflect that, that special specialness of, of, of who they are. So I think the biggest mistake is not knowing who you are, what you're meant to do, and why you're here. And some of those questions are such big questions for people, right? Like, I often have people say, like, how do I know if I should be an entrepreneur or not? Um, what What have you done to figure out more of your purpose or, you know, the gifts and the light that you have to give the world? I think what I've done is really discovered my standards of integrity, my core values, the values mm-hmm. that I show up in every single day. And I know that you had mentioned that, you know, it feels really big and daunting, but once you do it, life becomes so much easier. You don't have to decide every day whether or not I'm going to live in integrity. I'm I'm not going to, I don't have to decide if I'm going to show up and be all in. I don't have to decide Mm -hmm. to be remarkable. I don't have to decide to make lemonade out of lemons. I don't have to decide to change the world because I already made that decision and Mm -hmm. it's easier to make decisions. So while it may seem Mm -hmm. daunting, it is the first step into leading an extraordinary life. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Um, even in my corporate life, I always had four factors that I was choosing if I would go to a new job. And usually they had nothing to do with the actual job itself. It was how how is it going to enhance my life? Was it, How is it going to help the other goals that I had? How would it allow me to be in the spaces that allowed me to thrive? And you know, for anyone who's taken Strength Finder, always and always, my number one thing is learning. Like if I get to learn something new or have engaging conversations and feel that growth happening, I'm happy. And so that was always a big one um, for me, even before, you know, doing entrepreneurship full-time. You know, it's, it's the right place when, when, if you value learning, they also value learning. They're aligned with your Mm -hmm. values. The right place values you. Yes. Yes. And, and it allows you to be you in, in more ways. You know, there's, you know, I, a personal opinion of mine is that there's such a breakdown in people being misaligned. And that's where so much of the anger and frustration and fears come from in this world is like, we're not actually doing what we're supposed to be doing or, or surrounding ourselves by people who allow us, as you said, to, to be our light and to explore that and shine brightly. And part of why we've created Powerful Ladies and all the things I do is because I want to help people make that bridge. Like, live intentionally, live in a place of choosing. They also have their own answers within them as well, too. Mm-hmm. I think the biggest mistake that a lot of a lot of people make is is that, you know, I'm going to have, you know, as a coach, I'm the one that's going to have your answers because the, mm-hmm. the, the reality is you've lived a different life than I have and you have a different type of wisdom than I have. Mm-hmm. And I think when you acknowledge that the person that is listening or the person that is showing up to your sessions or your podcasts, that they have their own specialness to to bring Mm -hmm. in, then there's a certain set set of humility that comes with that. You know, you, you, you look at them with how can this person contribute to my life right now, right? Because a lot of times when people are like, oh, you know, Oh, I'm going to listen to the Elizabeth Gilbert podcast or, you know, Brenny Brown, you know, like, like they, 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 they put them in such high esteem, but the, but the truth is mm-hmm. they're the, they're the same as, as yes. Brenny Brown as well. You know, they, they equally have that, that strength. They equally have, have that, that, that glow in, in, in themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it's, it's why one of my favorite, I love the word namaste. Mm-hmm. Because like being able to honor and see the light in somebody else with your light is just, it's such a, it's one of the coolest things I think about being human. Right. Mm-hmm. The light in me honors the light in you. You know, the, the nobleness in me, you know, honors the nobleness in you. Absolutely. Yes. I yes. love Namaste. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, how did you begin your entrepreneurial journey? Hmm. Well, my dad was an entrepreneur and I didn't want to be an entrepreneur because, you know, as a kid, you're like, oh, I'm not going to do that. You know, I'm going to just rebel. And and I first 
you know, I wanted to be a journalist. And so I was a journalist for a couple of years, but in the back of my mind, he, he just said really gently, you know, you may want to th think about business. And after, you know, my, you know, I graduated from New York University with a degree in journalism and I was working at CNBC and Bloomberg and Today Show. And then I realized like, wow, this isn't, this is really isn't it. You know, this, this, this is not, not what I thought, you know, my life was going to be like. So I, I from New York, I, I moved to California where my college boyfriend was at the time. And we broke up after three years, uh, th yeah, four years. And I was, but I was literally in California for like three weeks. He broke up with me and I really started from scratch. You know, I was working at, as a barista at Cyber Java Cafe, which was on Abbot Kinney in Venice. And I was getting paid $6 under the table and uh, figuring it out. I was on unemployment and just, and I loved it because you know, when I finally gave up the dream and or finally admitted and started telling the truth that, you know, I didn't want to be a journalist, that that I started becoming honest, telling the truth. I, I, I this wasn't right for me. Uh, things started happening. And and one of them was opening up to technology. And, you know, my first business was a website design agency. Uh, you know, it's a digital marketing agency. But I was doing it in 1990 nine is when I first started my, my agency. But, um, but that's how I started. It was, it was through a breakup, you know, it's, it's, and that's usually how life is, right? It's sort of like this winding road. If, if it was just from mm -hmm. one point to another point, it would have not been as exciting. And so much of it, we can't predict because of that, right? Yeah. And how exciting, you know, mm -hmm. it, it, it's exciting to be able to do that. If we were able to predict that soccer ball going into the goal, then how interesting would that be? It wouldn't be interesting at all, you know. But I think mastering the art of letting go, you know, radical acceptance of everything that happens around us, you know, having that courage to let go to your let go of those other dreams or or not only letting go, but admitting to yourself that you made a mistake. You know, mm -hmm. and, and and telling everyone that you made a mistake. You know, here I am. I graduated. You know, and um, spent hundreds of thousands of dollars on university education. You know, it's it's okay. It's okay to make mistakes. You know, that's what we're here for. Pima Chodron has this wonderful saying that it feels like we're falling, but there's no ground beneath us. So the life is really about that trying to fly. You know, but realizing mm -hmm. that you're not going to hit the ground. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes, we, we recorded an episode earlier today where we were having a similar conversation about, you know, being an entrepreneur is the belief that you might not see the step in front of you, but you know, if you take the chance, you'll, like, you won't fall because it's something will show up. Like you're, um, you, if you believe that you need to cross the bridge, you might not see the bridge, but you will build it as you go. And and through believing it and having faith that you can figure it out along the way, you can build it. And it, I think that stops some people too, right? Like they want to know what's next. And sometimes we have to try some things, you know, A-B testing, I think is the, <laughs> the new world of everything. I think that people need to realize that they can be okay even before everything mm -hmm. falls into place. Yes. They have to feel okay to be able to pursue peace and the uncertainty, to be able to pursue joy during peculiar weird times you know that even when they don't know it's okay all is well yes where, where did your where did your wisdom come from was it has it been a, a growth for yourself do you are you rooted in a specific religion or spirituality is it you know, a collection of all your of mentors and experiences. I think that there's a wonderful saying for who said it, but it says, "What you seek seeks you." And I think that I entered this world with with with, with the word wisdom. And wisdom is really uh, nine time uh, nine tenths of wisdom is being wise at the right time. You know, so and being able to learn from other people's mistakes is. is but as far as like how I, you know, be, being being a container for it, being a space for it, being 
I, you know, I, I don't have a particular religion. I think whether they what they call it spiritual but not religious. There's like an acronym, mm-hmm. right? Spiritual but not religious. That that that's me, you know. But I think that you know, grounding yourself in meditation, grounding yourself in mindfulness, and and allowing the the knowledge to come, mm-hmm. realizing that you don't have all the answers is really the first step to to wisdom. Because the thing, the truth is, like. A, as as entrepreneurs, it's so easy for us to be arrogant, right? Like, oh yeah, I can say like, oh my God, like I have all these awards, you know, like <laughs> I took down all my awards, you know, like, mm-hmm. it, 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 you know, but that that's also stage too, right? You were like, I want to be that award-winning company. I want to be on the cover of those magazines. And, you know, I, that's what happened, you know, like stuff like that happens. But then you realize like, that's not what you're here for. You're here to experience life fully. You're here mm-hmm. to show up. Yeah, you're fully in your life and allow everyone else around you to show up as well. And that 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 takes so much uh, grace and confidence, right? To to know your power and leave room for other people's power is um, it's definitely a it should be probably on the virtue list <laughs> of, of how do you that you know, a friend of mine once was told you walk into a room and you take it over. How can you walk into a room and create space? Yeah, because mm-hmm. if you were just by yourself, it wouldn't be very interesting. <laughs> you know, it wouldn't. No. It oh, would be kind no, of boring, no. actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, how, how do you and your husband balance both being entrepreneurs and raising a family and managing all of your businesses and creating your, your dream life together? I think that you, for me, it's not making the same mistake twice. Yeah. I, if something shows up, even like a symptom, you really try to figure out like, what, what, what was that really about? You know, was it because I didn't educate them in the process? Is it because they don't understand what web hosting, you know, like it could be applied to anything. Like a, a story that I tell is there's one time that I was in a parking lot in, in, Los Angeles, downtown Los Angeles. I was late for a meeting and I was trying to get out and it was cash only, cash only, you know, and I'm, who has cash? You know, no one has cash. Yeah. And, and I had to back up, you know how that is, right? Mm-hmm. Everyone's behind you, beeping, had to be that one, back up, gun, got to go out to the ATM. I was already late, you know, mm-hmm. you know, I, I and I thought to myself, like, I never, ever want that to happen again. So what was it, right? Go down to the real symptoms. One, I was already running late. So that means I had not given enough room between one meeting to the next, allowing, you know, for this ease in my life, right? That was one thing. One, I didn't have any cash, like, on me because I expect credit cards. So now I keep cash with me at all times. And I try to solve my, my, you know, my my problems quote problems my challenges before they become big you know before you're hit by this cosmic two by four right yes solve those problems first you know because what is that right like why was i rushing you know like and now it's like i asked my assistant to give me more room so in between meetings like i have like at least a half an hour take that glass of water and but that's also very intentional because before i wasn't like that before it was all about achievement it was just driven behavior like okay check 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 and then i was really numb to the experience but now you know i want to i want to feel it i want to enjoy it and realize that i'm still accomplishing really big things without all that frenetic energy around me mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah yeah there's definitely a, a way to to look busy but not be efficient right <laughs> not be actually producing things yeah and yes. there some of the the best books i've read come back to like, what can you really do in a day? Like three to four things can really get done. And, you know, there's always a battle of like to, to do the emails or not to do the emails, to answer the calls and the texts or not. And, you know, for me, I've had to time block that stuff out. I'm not sure. Like, what is, what does your day look like? Like, do you use time blocking? Are you really intentional with your, your planner? Um, you mentioned the 30 minute window, which I think is super important. Um, how else do you use time throughout the week to have it go where you want it to go? Oh, I have so many little 
tricks here and there. Like, so like in the micro, micro way, like I have shortcut keys for everything. So like even things like, I don't know if this ever happens to you, you're like, oh my gosh, I have to put in my email address, right? Before this login. And so I have a shortcut key for my email address, click at citrusstudios.com. I type in KY and it comes up. Like I have stuff like that, like throughout my, I have like shortcuts, 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 you know, like if I have to respond to an email, I have, and it's like, someone who wants, you know, uh, you know, branding work, branding assessment, you know, um, I have, I type in CS and it has this whole, it basically just gives the whole answer to the email. But primarily I utilize my assistant for a lot of my work. You know, I don't handle my calendar. I use Calendly, but before my, my Mm -hmm. assistant used to do that, all these like not mind numbing work, like let's try to figure out when we're going to meet. Like, I don't do that. I also don't pick up the phone if there's no scheduled call, you know, like there's, Mm -hmm. it just goes straight to voicemail, you know, because, you know, like I've already scheduled my day, you know, I've scheduled my workouts, you know, I've scheduled, I've scheduled it all out, you know, and, and sometimes, um, I'm relieved, you know, when someone says like, oh, you know, let's reschedule because then I, I can just take that time for, you know, an additional additional meditation or, or, or something like that. But it's it's definitely thoughtful, it's deliberate, and it's considerate. You know? mm-hmm. Well, and what you kind of built into that share as well is how many things you say no to in a day, well, right? They might be. Mm-hmm. Yes. I say yes to no. So not, not, not just saying like, oh, I say no to everything, but it's just like, I say yes to give myself that, that ease in my life, Mm -hmm. you know? So rather Mm -hmm. than it being negative, like, oh, I'm going to say no to that. Like, yes, Mm -hmm. I'm saying yes to ease. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And and I think so many um, beginning entrepreneurs feel with social media and how connected we are that being available 24-7 is what's needed to get ahead or to be competitive or to deliver the customer service they're looking for, um, where my approach is very much like yours of, I want to be an intentional and focused when I'm in the things that matter to me that are in the calendar. And I'll, I'll tell everybody, I'll be in communication about what it looks like to get back to people and when and how and all those things so I can be a yes um, when, when the time is available versus distracted all day long of like responding to everything. Yeah. A hundred percent. You know, like John Wooden, you mentioned earlier, I mean, I, I, you, you had some, some type of quote, it reminded me of John Wooden's quote, don't mistake activity for achievement. You know, like he's greatest of all time coach. And it's true. Like just because you're, you know, stuff to do, don't mistake that for, for, for really accomplishing what you need to accomplish, you know, and, Mm -hmm. but also doing it in a way where people don't feel so, so bad, you know, because there was a time when like, I wouldn't answer my emails or, you know, but what I do is I have my assistant check my emails. And so if there's something that's really important, she'll start it. And so I'll know, and I'll, I'll take a look at it because I, I really don't, I, I really try not to answer, answer emails. And I also mm-hmm. don't try to butt into other people's emails too. There's a lot of times when like, and this is sometimes hard to do when, when you're CC'd on everything and you're like, you know, you're, you're sort of like, <laughs> oh gosh, I, I, I want to, I want to respond. You know, I, I really try to like, oh, you know what I try to do is, is get the monkey off the back of my back. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. you have to, you have to, that's what delegation is all about, you know. And training your team to be able to make decisions how you would, you know, that's what I always mm-hmm. try to have them do. That is really the, probably the best skill. If you weren't there, what is the best decision that they could make when you weren't there? You know, and if if you can do that, you really could 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 run so many companies because you know, you don't have to worry that they're going to make the, the wrong mistake. I mean, of course they're going to make mistakes. Like with my waxing salon in Honolulu, I'll give them like carte blanche to like give coupons away. Like mm-hmm. if, you know, their esthetician, one of the estheticians is, you know, got sick, you know, but, but the, the, the person, the client comes in, they don't know that they got sick, you know, you give them, mm-hmm. give them carte blanche to, to, to give them a coupon so that they can make them happy. Yeah. 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 And, and so much of it is, you know, that's a question people ask a lot. How do I hire people to, who, I, who are clones of myself? 
And I think you answered that question greatly of really allowing them to know how you would think and know your why, right? Because if you can come back to the source of the intention and the commitment, then most people can, can choose something that will work just perfectly for the situation, if not even better than what we would have done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, knowing your why is important, but I also think it takes practice. It's sort of like you're in a relay race in the Olympics and you're passing the baton. You know, mm-hmm. when you do it the first time, of course, it's going to drop, right? Anticipate it, but don't expect it. But you ha- you need deliberate practice. You need to practice mm-hmm. it. And then also know that if something does drop, like I remember this one time, my assistant, man, this was years ago. You know, she 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 put in my calendar, you know, to, to go to an event in West Hollywood. And, you know, I'm, I'm in Santa Monica, so it takes like an hour and 15 minutes, hour 45 minutes, right, to get there. It was uh, it was supposed to be on Wednesday, not Tuesday. <laughs> and I showed up and I was just like, I can't believe that I have to drive another hour and 45 minutes back home, whatever. And like, you have to anticipate that, you know, and then, but then mm-hmm. I also tried to figure out like, well, what happened, like what happened here? Why, 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 why did that mistake happen? You know, and, and do, do it in a, in, in a way where you're curious rather than like pissed, you know, you're just like, I wonder why, like what happened? You know, then you realize like, oh, I see what happened. The, they changed, you know? They, they mm-hmm. changed the date, the time, you know, and like she did, you know, so now she has something to look, look out for. Like if, if there is a change, make sure that it's removed, you know, the first one is removed, you know, it was there twice, you know, they moved it from Tuesday to Wednesday. That's what happened, you know, and, and a lot of times too, is just approaching it with humility because there are other people who like, you know, bought, you know, terrible bosses that will just be like, what the F, you know, and they assume that that your team did something wrong and it's not their fault. Mm-hmm. Your email didn't go through, your text didn't go through, they didn't know, you know, and I'm always just like, hey, you know, did you get that email? They'd know, you know, and just having humility, you know, because you don't have all the answers, you know, and, and without a great team, you won't be able to do anything. That, that's why I feel mm-hmm. like I have so much freedom, you know, Yeah, is, uh, because of the, our, our team. I mean, we have an amazing team. And with all the businesses that you have, you know, when you add up your global team, you know, what, what sides of a team are you coordinating with at this level today? Yeah, we have like a hundred employees, you know, probably throughout, Mm -hmm. you know. And that must be a a proud moment, right? To have, know that you're getting, as you're adding up to your million people impacted, even with your own team, um, to get to about a hundred. Yeah. What made you set the the million dollar marks across those three categories? Or million people, million dollars, all those markers? Well, first I love alliteration, you know, and I mean, it would, so my goal is to help a million female founders make a million dollars in revenue and create a million jobs, you know, because I think mm-hmm. that um, while we could probably do more, it's it's just nice because it's memorable. Like I, I I remember it. It's not something like some some random odd number, you know, and, and I think that if a you know, a woman can make at least a million dollars in revenue. They 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 have some type of financial foundation and, and power. And, you know, I believe that they can make tens of millions of dollars, you know, mm-hmm. but you have to start somewhere, you know. And I believe that more women need to be in the forefront with their businesses, 100%. Like there's 15 million, one five million male entrepreneurs and only 12 million female entrepreneurs, but we're the same, right? Like if it's 50, 50, mm-hmm. we're all these other 3 million women, you know, where are they? They're waiting the wings, you know? And can you imagine what the world would look like if there were more women in power, right? If there was more women with financial success, they would be contributing to philanthropies, that make a difference, like sex trafficking, I think would be gone. You know, mm-hmm. I, I think that the abuse of women would go down, you know, because we would have women in politics, right? Because if women mm-hmm. are giving money to women who are going to be in politics, right? They're the ones who are making decisions. They can do something about it, you know, and they're creating jobs, you know, and they'll hire women like single women who have, you know, who have kids, you know, not just their buddies that they go, you know, gallivanting yeah. with. <laughs> yeah. And and part of the the women in business and women in entrepreneur and even politics space is 
from my perspective, like what are we doing for women to be able to do all those things and have families if they choose to? How did you navigate running your businesses and becoming a mother? You know, in the beginning, you know, I didn't really have, you know, so, someone to sort of follow. I mean, except my parents, you know, my parents had them thing, but I was an entrepreneur before I became a mom. And when I became pregnant, I almost sold citrus. Like I little, I got a, a deal book together. Like I think on my third or fourth month, because you, you go kind mm -hmm. of crazy, you know, like, yeah, you're like, there's no way I could do it, you know? And then by the time my seventh month came around and like my hormones sort of cleared, I'm like, <laughs> what am I doing? And like, I made more money that year than I had ever in, in all of my other years. And, and you know why? It's because I got organized, you know? I, mm -hmm. I figured out that, okay. And it became easier. I mean, it wasn't easy because I, I did have, you know, you know, a, a kid on my nipple, you know, like, like it was, it was, it, it is, it is difficult, but I'm so glad I didn't sell my company, but I created mm -hmm. a deal book. I was, I was ready to sell, but advice is you can absolutely 100% do it. I think women are incredible. They're hardworking, they're diligent, they're organized. Like we can really do it. We really can, mm -hmm. you know, but what happened was my mom came and she helped me. So my mom helped me and I was able to help my kid. I think that if I didn't have my mom, I probably would have gotten postpartum. Postpartum. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I probably would have gotten some type of issue because it's stressful, you know, and mm -hmm. uh, it's, it's good to, to feel supported. You definitely need a support. You definitely need a support team. Yeah. And I'm a big advocate of support teams in general for entrepreneurs. I think we need it to not lose our sanity and everything that we go through there as well. Um, what has your support system been like on your entrepreneurial journey between, you know, maybe mentors or friends and family and, or just peers that you've um, kept around you for advice, guidance, and maybe some social time or sanity? So the Entrepreneurs Organization is a group that I joined in 2008. And that was probably the best thing that ever happened to me. So you have to have at least a million dollars in revenue to join. And I thought it was a cult, you know, when I first met. And I, during my interview, I'm just like, are you guys a cult, you know? And they were like, they, then they started playing. They were like, yeah, you need to sacrifice lamb. And I was just like, oh, no. I was like so, like, scared, you know? And, and they're like, just joking. But... It's true. You know, there, there was a video I saw today about this horse that was stuck in the mud. He was stuck in the mud, like all the way up almost to his neck, you know, and he couldn't, he mm -hmm. just literally just, just gave up. And the horse, the herdsmen came around, they were like trying to pull it out. And it was just like, it was just not going to move because it was trying for hours to get out of this mud. And so their idea was, let's bring the rest of the herd around this horse and so they started like whipping around their whatever. What are those things that you whip around? A lasso. <laughs> lasso, whatever. And then they start, and then, and all the horses hurt. It seemed like hundreds of them were going around and around this horse. And slowly I, the horse got excited. The horse got, got energized and you could see him struggling, but, but, but he woke up, you know, and he was just like, mm -hmm. I want to be with my pals. And, and he got up and he did it himself. It wasn't like they took this rope and literally pulled him. He did it himself. He empowered himself to get out of that mud. Like, and, and you could see how weak he was, you know, and, and, and he did it like right, right when he, he got out of the mud, like it looked like he was stumbling and, and then, and then in a couple of seconds, he, he just ran with the rest of the herd, you know, and I think that that's what we need to do. You know, you need to, you need to have a herd of people that, encourage you by the effort that they make you know they may not have to say anything like right the herd the herd didn't say like yo get up you know it didn't give them any tony robbins you know <laughs> whatever quotes or anything it was just by them being there that they got inspired they, that that the horse got inspired and and got encouraged but that horse i hope it was a she she empowered herself <laughs> she empowered herself to get out and that and that's what the entrepreneurship organization's given to you 
similar inspiration and self-empowerment? Yeah, I think entrepreneurs, you know, sometimes, and, and the hardest part is like, now I'm just like, oh, I, I don't, I don't want to hang out with anyone if they're not an entrepreneur, but I, that I also have to <laughs> sort of put that aside, you know, like when, when I'm like at volleyball or whatever, like the, the, the school club things, I'm just like, oh, you know, like I miss my, I miss my club, but you know, I have to be open to that too. But, you know, because entrepreneurs, they know what you're going through, you know, they, 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 mm-hmm. they, they, they suffer through what you suffer through, you know, and they go through the pain, they go through the anxiety, and they still show up, you know, and you learn a lot from them too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and typically they're based on what, the, if they're competitive and they are showing up, they're also doing a lot of personal development and growth mindset. And it's, um, it's a whole package of optimization and looking at like all the secret hacks we can do, or how do we just live our best life? Because to me, your best life comes through having your best business, um, the freedom it gives you and the opportunities. And it's a different world when you're surrounding yourself with people who are up to something they care about and up to something they're committed to. And you know, like you mentioned earlier, just that light is shining. Like that light is is attractive and encouraging. And I think that's empowering as well too. Yes, yes. You definitely have to light up your little corner of the universe. But I also do believe that, you know, people too, you know, like just as how they are, they're they're already valuable. You know, a lot of times mm-hmm. people feel like, oh, you know, I'm not an entrepreneur or I'm not this, I'm not that, you know, like I also believe that, you know, just, I mean, we're, I mean, even just our bodies are just, you know, phenomenal, pheno- phenomenal for us to be alive today, you know, so. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't. I don't think people, you know, have to, you know, be a certain, you know, a, a unicorn, you know, entrepreneur. Yes. You know, to make mm-hmm. a difference. You know, like they're 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 whole and complete, just just how they are as well, too. But but you know, it's it's we're here to to experience, and we're here to make it. You know, we are here to I think make a difference and and. Uh, and enjoy life. You know, there's a great book by uh, Martin Seligman called Flourish. And he has this acronym. It's called PERMA. Positivity, engagement, relationship, meaning, and achievement. You know, in his first book, Authentic Happiness, he talked about, oh, yeah, you can just be happy. You know, you can be happy. You know, right? It's positivity. But what the new the new um, quality he introduced in Flourish was achievement. You know, o- entrepreneurs, people, you know, we we, we want to do something. You know, we 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 there's there there's something that's been downloaded in our DNA. You know, there's something that we're here to do. You know, like so so what is that? You know, what y- y- your life is the answer to someone's question. So what is that question? You know, like what? How are you going to show up? You know. I love that. Mm-hmm. I love the idea that your life is the answer to someone's question. Yeah. It's real it's a really beautiful thought. Mm-hmm. When when you decided to write your book, um how did you come to that? You know, you had all these businesses, things are working. Where where did becoming an author become the next step for you? Well, it went back to the goal of trying to help a million female founders, you know, create a million dollars in, in revenue, create a million jobs. Because if you don't know who you are, what you do and why it matters, you know, you know, you can't make that first step, you know. And so this book is all about archetypes. I believe that we fall within two archetypes, not just one. And so I created this book to be able to help people just understand their strengths and, and in a way where it was accessible because a lot of the branding mm-hmm. books sometimes are very either really academic or that you don't understand, you know, like, you know, they have all these art, other archetypes where it's just like, you're the magi- ma- magician and you're like, what is a magician? You know, like, what yeah. do you mean by, uh, by magician? You know, like, what, what, what do you mean by that? So I, I um, adapted the archetypes so that it just makes sense. And I gave examples in the book 
know, I gave muses in the book so you can understand you know, the, the different archetypes. So that's mm-hmm. how it came. So it came first with a goal, right? Think, you know, you talked a little bit about the why, like what my why was like to, to, to leave that legacy and to answer the, uh, the next question was what if, what if I wrote a book, you know, that explained it so, so simply, that's why it's little, you know, it's a little mm-hmm. brand book. It's, and I also love alliteration. So it was, it was based on like the little black book, the little black dress, yeah. you know, like it's just something that's familiar so that more women would, you know, who are busy could pick it up and you're like, and it's, it's a simple concept, but sometimes the simplest concept can, can make a big difference. Like for me, when mm-hmm. I was exploring archetypes, I didn't know, you know, and this is what I learned from doing research that one of my strengths was teaching, you know, cause my, mm-hmm. and, and then I'm thinking to myself, like, why, why didn't I see it? Because my grandmother and my grandfather and my mother were, were teachers or educators, mm-hmm. but I saw myself as like, I'm an entrepreneur, like my dad, you know? And, but if I had that clear realization when I was younger, I probably would have done something more with it. You know, I'm only teaching now, you know, like in the mm-hmm. last couple of years, but if I had, and, 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 you know, as part of the entrepreneurs organization, I was a learning chair. It was all about learning. You talked a little bit about learning. Yeah. I was all about learning, but I didn't see myself as a teacher. I, I just saw myself as a, as a leader. So that's why in the little brand book, it gives you your two archetypes, right? So I'm the leader plus the maven. So with that, I, it's another mm-hmm. archetype where, where you can use those two, two archetypes to drive you in a, in a, in a direction that makes sense for you that makes sense mm-hmm. for your strengths you know and maybe you know maybe you don't have let's say you don't have a strength in teaching you know maybe you have a strength in in learning but maybe you can you know come up with as an entrepreneur like a software tool you know that's related yeah. to education and learning you know i mean the, the sky's the limit from there yeah it really is it really is um and you know, I think what ties into the 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 archetypes and the little brand book and knowing yourself, you know, one of the the best quotes that's come out of this podcast so far has been, or prior to, to your episode is like a woman who said, the way I became a great entrepreneur was being honest with myself about myself. Because the more I could be honest about who I was and what I cared about and what what drove me, what frustrated me, what my neuroses were, the more I could be honest about who I was to myself, it it allowed her to be more authentic with her customers and be more authentic with her team and change all the expectations and conversations she was having. And, you know, when people ask like, well, how do I find my niche or what should I be doing? To me, it's like, read your book first, (laughs) (laughs) read, read the little brand book because Having a business or not having a business, just, you know, whether you are, um, want to know more about yourself or know more about, uh, your career path or, or become an entrepreneur and, and deepen that to your point of like knowing who you are and, and the gifts you have to give the world. To me, it starts there because it's way more fun to make money doing what you do easily and love doing than doing what is challenging. <laughs> Yeah. And the idea of honesty, I think is it probably needs to be taken a little bit further because there's a difference between being honest and telling the truth. Being mm-hmm. honest is, oh, I feel like I have to, I feel like I'm fat. Let's say, I don't know, like that's yeah. honest, but telling the truth is I have five pounds I need to lose, right? That's telling the truth. So if that's what she means, then I'm all for it. Mm-hmm. I think that a lot of times people sort of stop at being honest, right? Like I'm, I don't like saying these words. Like I'm, I, you know, I'm, I don't know what, you know, like I, I don't like saying words like mean, you know, they stick so to the walls, you know, mm-hmm. but like, it's, it's being clear. Like I am $9 in debt, you know, whatever it is, you know, like, yeah, you, you, you need to tell the truth mm-hmm. and there's a difference well, yeah. between I love that. honest mm-hmm. and telling the truth. And when you tell the truth, that's when you can take authentic action. Mm-hmm. Because you could be honest about, I honestly feel this business is is not going to work. Or whatever, whatever weird 
belief you mm-hmm. have, or I believe I'm honest that, you know, this business will work, or I'm honest that I hate this job, whatever it is, right? But yeah, when you tell the truth, it, it, it looks different. It looks like uh, I've been in this job for eight years and I'm making X amount of money and truth, the truth is I need to be making four times more than this. And that's how you create your goals. Yeah. It leads right into a smart goal, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Specific, measurable, attainable, but, uh, relevant and time, time sensitive. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, Well, we ask everybody on the podcast, when you hear the words powerful and ladies separately, and when you hear them together, what do they mean for you? And do they change when they're on their own versus when they're combined? I think powerful ladies needs to go together and it needs to go together more often than not. You know, in the past, I think that we've given up our power because of the environment but now what a huge opportunity for us to 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 gather it mm-hmm. you know it's important for us to to be in power because we can empower other people you know we can encourage other people we can inspire other other women to 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 join that journey but yeah separate yeah it doesn't make sense separately. <laughs> I like it together. <laughs> I like the combination. Congratulations, Kara. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Um, you know, who who are women in your life that have really influenced and inspired you or helped you along the way to the journey that you've been on? I think that a lot of the people that I look up to, you know, aren't alive, you know, um, mm-hmm. You know, Maya Angelou, you know, she has a really wonderful yeah. quote, you know, nothing dim the light that shines from within. And I I think, that, and in the book, I, I, I note a lot of wonderful uh, Nobel laureates, Pulitzer Prize winners, people that probably don't even know, you know, um, scientists, uh, neuroscientists, explorers, uh, but all of them, you know, inspire me um when you look at eight-year-old you um is eight-year-old you surprised at where you've gone in life and what you've achieved so far oh i actually have well it's not eight but i actually have a photo of my myself when i'm like four years old and and i think um the 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 eight-year-old self is was was really joyous, you know, was really, you know, I, I grew up in Hawaii, but at that time, I think I was in Australia, we were in Australia for a couple of years, is, is joyous. And I think, you know, throughout the journey, you know, it, it, it was, it, it's been really tough, you know, but I think that it's come full circle where, uh, you know, it, it's gone back to that original joy, you know, a, a, as a child, you know, where, where, where life feels like it's it's more like play rather than hard, you know. Um, but uh, yeah, but I actually have a photo of, of myself when I'm younger, so that when whenever I'm hard on myself, I, I look at that 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 young girl and think you have you have to have compassion for her, you know. Because sometimes you know we are really hard on ourselves, you know. Sometimes we're mm-hmm. just like, you know, you got to achieve, you got to do, you got to, you know do that. But then, you know, I, I feel yeah. that, um, you know, we go through these different, different phases in our life, but we are almost like the same, the same person. It's like, it's like the, the soul is, is going through, you know, th- through this journey, you know, and mm-hmm. you know, Mahatma Gandhi has this great quote, there's a force within the universe that if we allow it, it will th- flow through us and produce these miraculous results. So, I don't think that she's surprised, you know. Um, I, I uh, sometimes when I do meditations, I'll go back in time, you know, when during, during ages when I had a little bit more difficult time, you know, my early twenties or you know in high school or in seventh grade, and and just say, you know, everything's going to be okay. Everything's going to be just just fine, and it's it's going to mm-hmm. unfold just how it's supposed to be. But as far as surprising, no, I mean. 
just fun. <laughs> it's it's fun when you're going after the extraordinary life, right? Yes, yes, yes. And everyone can uh, have it, you know. Yes, yes. I I want people to to know they can, to not say I can't, to not say it's for somebody else. Like I really want people to know it and feel it and take actions on it. Um, cause it's, it's an, it's a awareness and a knowing that I'm so grateful that I have, and it's the source of so many, so much action and confidence and just faith to go forward and, and, you know, let game be, let life be a little bit more of a game because, you know, there's so much room to play with it if we want to. Yeah. And I think that people can definitely have it all, but it doesn't come wrapped in a neat little bow. You know, Mm -hmm. it's, it's a little mischievous. Otherwise it'd be so boring. Like, can you imagine like, oh, here it is every single day. It wrapped up in a bowl. (laughs) Like there it is. There, there it is. Mm -hmm. That would be so uninteresting, you know? (laughs) But yeah, we absolutely have the infinite potential to do anything, make anything, dream anything. And it's so much more fun that it is mischievous. Yes, I agree. <laughs> well, we had the pleasure of meeting when you were a guest speaker on our, our panel for a powerful conversation about America, Stop mm-hmm. Asian Hate. And I'd love to just check in with you. And since we had that conversation, you know, do you see things changing? Do you see um, movement for, um, you know, Asian American women for the conversation for what changes do you see, or do you still think we're where we were when we had that conversation a couple months ago? Oh my goodness. So a couple weeks ago, literally two weeks ago, I had this encounter with someone. I was outside of a nail shop. My daughter was getting her nails done and I was just chilling in the car Sunday morning. And mm-hmm. my dog who literally got spaded and so she had a cone on her head like you know kind of pathetic right (laughs) and this woman came and like literally felt like she was driving 20 miles an hour right into my car and I put my car into reverse was beeping her pushed my car back because I was just like oh my god I think that you're gonna hit my car jumps out of my her car comes to my window just like how dare you peep at me and and I had just come from meditation practice. So I was super chill. And mm-hmm. I was just looking at her. And I, like everything was like slow motion. I'm just like, you look so mm-hmm. familiar. And she was just like, do you even speak? Do you understand what I'm saying? Do you speak English? You know, she said that to me. So I put down the window and I said, it's Asian American Pacific Islander Heritage Month. Why would you say that? So I said it in perfect English, right? Yeah. And then she's like, oh my God, like I'm Persian. And I, you know, my people have suffered more than you and just screaming, right? And then all these people are walking their dogs and they're just staring. And then she's like, look how you parked that, you know, going off and off. So I took a photo of her. Mm-hmm. Turns out she's an elected official, right? No. with a Yeah. With the LA Commissioner of Status of Women and Civil Social Action and Human Rights, right? And so I, a, a week the before irony. that- A week before that, the LA mayor's office, you know, reached out to me to be part of their AAPI United Mm -hmm. um, initiative. And I was thinking to myself, like, I wonder what I, so, so the question in that week was like, I wonder what I should do. And I was thinking maybe a food festival, you know, something very like, you know, I don't know, neutral. Yes. And I'm so glad that this incident happened because it realized to me things there's a lot of things that need to change so i took a photo of her her license realized she's she lives two doors down from me and i sent no. an email and i said hey neighbor is this you right i had already done research on who she was and she's like the head of like the head of like west side regional like super connected politician she's running for state assembly district 50 okay so right I, so i Gave her six hours, contacted my attorney, contacted my other colleague who does AAPI, contacted the mayor's office. No response, right? No response, mm-hmm. right? So I posted something on Facebook. Everyone went up in arms, contacted the mayor's office, contacted, you know, everyone. Turns out that her boss, so it turns out she had 
just resigned because she's running for office, but I know her boss. And so my, my such a small world, you know, I know her, I know mm-hmm. her boss really well. Like I've known her for like 20 years. She's just like, click. I thought she was in trouble before, but now that I know, know she did it to you, like she's in more trouble, you know, and made a statement to the mayor's office. And I realized like mm-hmm. what my legacy has to be is to educate people in office. Cause you think that people mm-hmm. in office aren't racist, but this, these words came so naturally out of her as an immigrant mm-hmm. herself, right? came so naturally out, right? Then turns out that a whole bunch of people DM'd me that they've done that to her, you know, but I'm so happy it happened to me because what happened Mm -hmm. if this incident happened to someone who was on the brink of depression, someone who Mm -hmm. was on the brink of suicide, someone who was on the brink of literally couldn't talk, Mm -hmm. what would they have done? They would probably hit their kid. They would have probably continued that abuse, but it stopped with me. And now there's going to be initiatives that are going to prevent this. And I'm going to do whatever I can to make sure that she's not, she's not in office, you know, because she's not fit until she's educated. Mm -hmm. You know, she's not fit. I, you know, she was a, she's a, she's a prominent journalist. She was an editor of like the Tehran newspaper or whatever. And like, Mm -hmm. I sent email, I sent emails notifying everyone, you know, because people in power need to allow people to belong. Mm-hmm. They belong. She doesn't realize that I'm a United States citizen. Mm-hmm. I'm a United States citizen. Like, you talk to me like this? It's a Pacific Palisades that this happened. Are you kidding me? She went to Boston University. She went to Pepperdine Law School. Mm-hmm. You kidding me? Like, and she treats, you know what? Anyone that way? Mm-hmm. Even if I wasn't who I am, like anyone you should treat as a human, human being, let alone a politician. So I'm mm-hmm. glad it happened to me. So yeah, a lot has happened and I'm glad it happened to me. And I'm really, I'm, I, I'm, I'm glad that I can be part, not only of the conversation, but of, of the change. Mm-hmm. Well, and it's, it's, I'm, I'm sorry that that happened to you. And I'm glad that you are the powerful person you are who can actually turn it into something. I'm happy. Good. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm really, really happy. Yeah. I'm also really happy you were coming from meditation practice when this happened. Yeah. And it also speaks to, you know, like what's missing in everyone's lives where they don't have a space to process the normal stress and anxiety and fears that we go through on a daily basis. Like what would have changed if she, for example, had a meditation practice? What would have changed if she had some other practice like that, that, um, you know, didn't cause an explosion like that to happen? And look at the ripple effect it's having in her life. Yeah, I I think it needs to be a requirement for people in office. It needs to be a requirement, Mm -hmm. you know, because you're right, like this toxicity will just continue, you know, if she doesn't know how to how to protect herself or educate herself or I don't know. You know, it, mm-hmm. it definitely, you know, and a lot of times people are in power because, you know, they, they want to be held up. It, it, it's not, it's not servant leadership. You know, they, they want to mm-hmm. do it because they, you know, they want to pump themselves up, you know, like they, they're doing it for the, let's say the wrong reasons, you know? Yeah. But yeah, you're right. You know, and I think every entrepreneur needs to, needs to know that, that what they do matters, what they say matters, mm-hmm. matters. Yeah. There's. I'm going to totally butcher the quote. So this is just me paraphrasing it, but there's the the thoughts behind if you want to do great things, you have to have a great foundation and you have to, you have to be able to um, leave room for whatever needs to come in and leave room to process what goes out. And, you know, the, I, from the outside in, I think you can see it in the leaders who have that, whether it's, you know, people in your neighborhood, your community, uh, entrepreneurs, politics, then you can see the people who can take whatever comes at them, digest it, process it, and not spit it back out into the world. Mm-hmm. Like how, how balanced and grounded do we have to be so that we can neutralize things to stop, you know, being mindful of stopping the echo of negative and creating an echo of positive on the other side. And so I, you know, I acknowledge and, and thank you for doing that work for yourself because, as a powerful woman, like 
there's so much opportunity to change the world right now. And I'm thankful that you've done all the work to get you to where you are right now so that you're ready to be like, I've got this. I can run with this. I can take it. I can handle it. And I'm going to change it. Yeah. And it's definitely a journey, you know, not to say that, you know, everyone's going to be perfect, but it's this, it's a deliberate practice that mm-hmm. needs to be incorporated so that your love and your courage and your audacity can still show up, you know, even through any type of darkness, you know, it, yeah, you know, the life, you know, life and, and, and truth and justice can, can, can show up, you know, from within. And that's really what makes life beautiful, you know? Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. But I think that's what everyone's asking for to show up, right? You know, the, the past year and a half has, you know, brought so many challenges and potential darkness, but it's also created so many opportunities for, as you said, servant leadership and for people to, to show up and to, you know, fill this fill this gap, right? Every time I see something negative in the world, to me, it's just a missing, it's a gap. So who wants to step into that gap and create the bridges that we need or create the the new structures, the new changes that we need? And part of why I love getting to meet incredible people like you and our other guests through those conversations is to see real life humans that we can talk to who are aware and taking actions and, and, you know, Doing the the walk, not just the talk. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think that is really important that you, what you just mentioned because when you do have uh, powerful leaders that you can look up to, so, so for me it's like Maya Angelou or Mother Teresa. It's in their presence you can see who you are. You know, in, in your community, people people can shine. You know, mm-hmm. so and yeah, this year has been hard. This year has challenged us but even through even though we're going through it you know our heart persists our strength persists and we have to remember that we have to remember the Mm -hmm. way that 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 we rose above our fears and uh continue that in in the future it's 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 going to be really exciting it's very interesting like how everything is opening up how are you doing like Mm -hmm. how, how do you think you know like trend wise like what what do you think business is going to be like after COVID? Well, I, I've noticed just from um, the businesses I have, so many people, like during the pandemic, so many people were calling to say, I want my business to survive help. Like, I'm finally going to ask for help. I'm finally going to, you know, build a team and be like, okay, I can't do this by myself. So that was great. But now I'm seeing such a shift of people saying, my life shifted so dramatically. I've gotten realigned with my priorities and what matters to me. Like I'm really making huge shifts of either starting a whole new company or wanting to do nonprofit work. So now it's been really interesting to see people shifting into really wanting to step into more of their purpose and create a life that works for what they want to be creating without compromise. You know, I, I think people saw by not having a normal year, that what we considered normal was not actually extraordinary. So how do we create extraordinary? Isn't that a relief? Like, I'm so glad that people know how to use Zoom now. You know, like, it is just Mm -hmm. so, I'm so relieved, you know? I don't have to go to every single meeting, you know, downtown, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah, especially in LA. (laughs) Yes. Yes, 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 yes. Well, we ask everyone on the podcast where they rank themselves in the powerful lady scale. If zero is average everyday human and 10 is the most powerful possible lady, um, where do you feel you are today in your journey? And um, is today different than what you would say on average? No, I feel like a 10, 11, you know, I feel that we all have, we're all powerful. You know, Mm -hmm. I, I think that we're here to create. I mean, we are, are extraordinary human beings, you know, I mean, we're the only, you know, right species that can make connections. You know what, we're the only species that actually teach, you know, right? Like, so, so if there's something that, that, that we learn in order to make someone else better, you know, we create programs just like the programs that you create, that's extraordinary, mm-hmm. right? To be able to help someone else other animals really don't do that, you know, like it's very, very unique to humans, 
uh, to be able to, to connect in that way so that uh, as a whole we become better. But yeah, I, I, I think that uh, 10, 11, maybe. <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, I think um, after we, we reach, you know, a couple hundred episodes, we'll have some good uh, data for some psychologists to see like where everyone ranks themselves and why. Um, but, you know, I, I, I just love the fact that um, how gracefully you, you are in and uh, your power and you share it with the world and how generous you are with other people. And yeah, just thank you for being someone who inspires me. And I'm really excited to have everyone get to meet you at a deeper level through this conversation. Um, and for everybody who wants to follow you, support you, contribute to what you're up to, um, what's coming up next for you and where can everybody, um, join into what you're doing? Uh, they can go to Kalika.com, my name, my first name. I'm at Kalika on uh, Twitter, but I'm really not on Twitter, but Instagram, Kalika Yap. Yeah. Well, yeah, thank you so perfect. much for allowing us to show up fully for our lives, you know, and, um, you know, because of your tribe, you know, there are a lot more women who are succeeding and it, and it is so fantastic that you've created a community uh, to help people uh, show up as their best self, you know, even before, you know, what, even before we know what tomorrow is mm-hmm. going to bring, you know, like mm-hmm. we don't know, you know, and thank you so much <laughs> for, not. for creating that space, yeah. you know, that, uh, everything is doable. And, and thank you for creating that bridge. I love the metaphor of the bridge. You know, I think everyone needs it. Everyone needs support. Thank you for being yes. part of our herd. <laughs> yes. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. And, uh, so namaste. And I'm so happy that you're on here. Thank you so much. (laughs) Thank you, Kara. Thank you for listening to today's episode. All the links to connect with Khalifa are in our show notes at thepowerfulladies.com forward slash podcast. There you can also leave comments and ask questions about this episode. Want more Powerful Ladies? Come join us at Powerful Ladies on Instagram, where you can also find some free downloads to start being powerful today. Subscribe to this podcast and help us connect with more listeners by leaving us a five-star rating and review. If you're looking to connect directly with me about private coaching, workshops, or collaborations, please visit caraduffy.com. I would like to thank our producer, composer, and audio engineer, Jordan Duffy. Without her, none of this would be possible. You can follow her on Instagram at Jordan K. Duffy. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode. Until then, I hope we're taking on being powerful in your life. Go be awesome and up to something you love.